Season uh, three, episode five or, five five. or six? Yeah, five today. Five. Man, time's going by fast. It's six. six. Jesus. Well, here we are. Season three, episode six. Uh, this is uh, Johnson Wales Hospitality with Purpose podcast series. We're located in downtown Providence. Ooh, Ooh the heart of... The capital of a state, actually. Nick, did you know that Providence is the capital of a state? So many actually, people don't still. Actually, it's the smallest state in the I know. Union. Most people, uh, Bella will say, like, Provincetown. Is that where you're from? Provincetown? Or like, no, Long Island. Island. Yeah. Instead yeah of Rhode right. Island. Long Island. We get a lot. I'm speaking to our guest that's waiting to be introduced right. here. So let's get Special to guest today, yeah. So, Nick so, and Dean. Yeah. So this is uh, Hospitable with Nick and Dean. And I uh, happen to be here. Beautiful day today in downtown Providence, right? It's debatable. Debatable. Well, it was warm when I was walking in. And then all of a sudden, it started to get a little overcast. Nick, I was walking down um, Westminster Street yeah. today, mm-hmm. coming to work. So Westminster Street, I always knew as being kind of a trashy, dirty, kind of bad part of downtown Providence. This was growing up. Not growing up. Well, here, back in the day, back maybe in the 25 day. years ago. Man, what a swanky little street oh, that's it re- become, honestly, huh? It reminds me of uh, like a, a, a side street in Manhattan. Like yes, quaint little bistros, little cafes. The I don't know. It's just it's an awesome. I think it's the most beautiful part of downtown. And this used to be like you'd be nervous to walk there, right? Oh, after five o'clock, absolutely. Come I mean, on. Oh yeah, back in the day when I was at Johnson Wales, yeah. I would never after once the sun set. It's amazing. Stay away. This is a Renaissance city, and regardless of how you feel about it, thank you, buddy CNC. If you happen to be of that persuasion for some of the changes and some of the things that we uh, the city has gone through, because man, it's really coming alive. And uh, you know, I've got to ask our guest after I introduce her if she's ever been here. If she knows the difference between Providence, Providence Town, etc. So, uh, hey guys, just so you know, and just for our guests too, uh, the opinions on this show are basically Nick's and Dean's and his guests and Brian if he chimes in and jumps in, which we always welcome and encourage. Uh, so it's ours. It's just our opinions, not that of the university. Just so you know. All right. Uh, listen, let's recap, Nick, where we've been so far and what we've done. Because where we are this season right now, because we have some guests coming back, right? This season thus far, we've talked about the cannabis industry. We've had talked about the Beverage Institute at the university and what's happening in the beverage. Food safety. Food safety. We had, and who knew that was going to be such a fun topic? Oh, I had a blast. I'm telling you, who, you know, yeah, let's talk about this. Oh, see, nice surprise. Right? You never know. Um, we had the director or the, uh, or the dean, uh, the dean of CFIT come in, Jason Evans, who was a great interview. Mm-hmm. And um, where else we've gone? I don't know, but I'm really excited for today. Yeah, I know. I so we're going to go a little off the rails. A little yeah, bit. I think we have a, a unique guest. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm just fascinated. I want to jump right in and just just yeah get to it. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're also uh, gonna, going to uh, video record today for the for the YouTube channel when that comes on up and. and uh, so expect that coming soon. But for right now, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely, the beautiful, the sensational Long Island Mermaid is here with us today. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And what a flattering introduction. I'm telling you. Well, three words for you. Fab you lust. <laughs> all right. I That's all I can say. Thank you. That's awesome. I, I always say, like, complimenting a we're like fairies. If you don't compliment a drag queen, we die. Uh, so <laughs> and I'm gonna uh, die soon, and I'm not a drag queen. So go figure. So Bella, uh, I'm, uh, just for the the, the yeah. note here, side note, I'm extremely ignorant when it comes to. This kind of stuff. I don't know. Like, see, well, I'm, I'm a straight man. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, right? See, I'm already uncomfortable. Like, because I don't want <laughs> not uncomfortable. I don't want to like. No, I, well, I am no stranger to making straight men uncomfortable. So ooh, we gotta... it, well, okay, but uh, <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't want to say something that offends you. And if I do, please uh, speak up and just tell me that what I said was. Oh, for sure. Wrong. For sure. Or, for sure. So and, what, and again, it's what? ignorance. It's not disrespect. Please don't take it the wrong way. Absolutely. Okay. And like one of the things one of the things that I do love about my drag is the ability to educate people yeah. who may not are not in the community, haven't been exposed to it. So first off and foremost, like if you say something like whatever, it will not be taken offensively. Good. Thank but you. I will be like, hey, this is the actual yeah. way to say yeah, that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Well, the, yeah. I think yeah. particularly because you're an educator, right? And you want to be in touch, but you're not an expert in drag queen expert in yeah. this particular well, world so listen, you can admit your, your it is you're and, unclear and you know, I'm, I'm unclear i've been doing this i'm not trying to use, i'm not trying to use this as an excuse but yeah. I, i'm i'm older like i'm in my 50s early 50s and stunning though thank you and um 
you know, I Greek. Well, immigrant. you don't look anywhere near fifty. Right. So Thank you. Great. Right. Thank you. But you know, I, I was Greek immigrant family, um, <laughs> and you know, just our, you know, this stuff wasn't spoken about right. in in my in in our, our time and in, in the environment that I grew up in, you know, so it's, sure. it's, it's ignorance. Yeah. Well, it's about time we all get up. To yeah. Um, that? And, and, and I, well, I, I'm going to say this cause I, I don't like the term ignorance, especially when applied to someone who is willing in to learn. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, it's not ignorance. You just haven't learned it yet. Awesome. Hey. That's a, that's a nice way to put it. Thank you. Now look at that. That's awesome. It, uh, motherly. I don't mean that in a bad way, but what a gentle, loving Absolutely. way to kind of reach out and support somebody. And that's, that's so, that makes me a lot more comfortable. <laughs> it does. That's well, awesome. and I think, I think, I think a, a big thing is, uh, especially when it comes to the heterosexual community, it's not that they don't want to learn their uh, there's a hesitation to learn because mm-hmm. they don't want to say or see something mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. We've seen very, very uh, prominently people getting yep. canceled because they say the wrong thing, use the wrong yes. pronoun. Yep. That's not a way to educate. You're just punishing someone for something that Thank you. they may That's not an know. Awesome way to put it. So um, believe me, I'm I'm here to I am I am I'm your ally. Awesome, <laughs> Bella. Tell me a story. No, we're gonna we'll get to that. In a second. We'll get to that in a second. Well, I do. I tell I stories all the time. Like, I, look at my library ooh, behind me. Like, so uh, you know, let's let's go back to when we met. Would you mind just sharing that evening and what that evening was about? And uh, uh, you yes. know, so what started this whole thing because it segues into right. kind of the topic at hand. It was it was kind of a serendipitous thing. So, um, uh, Dean and I met at uh, the ironically Bella magazine. Uh, Pride mm-hmm. cover party where Carson Cressley was featured on the cover, mm-hmm. and uh, a very a very good friend of mine, uh, Roman, who is also a a, a queer uh, drag performer, uh, wanted to hire entertainment for the party, and so they asked me to come uh, do it, and I had a fabulous time. It was an amazing space, met so many cool people. Um, but I think the coolest person I met was Dean. Hello. And, See, Nick, I keep uh, telling you this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had, I'm, I'm we a very had jealous a, person, Bella. Yeah. I get very jealous, so please, <laughs> just just be careful. Okay? Uh, that's <laughs> called toxic masculinity. Oh! <laughs> oh. Um, don't yeah. worry, don't worry. I'll, I'll give you attention, too. Don't worry. <laughs> please, um, please. But no, we had a lovely conversation yes, at the did. corner of the bar, and he just kind of asked my story he saw me perform and he was like what's what what brought you here what's the mermaid thing and so i just kind of like talked and Mm -hmm. it was a really cool conversation i found out what uh dean did and then Mm -hmm. he had this whole podcast i'd love to have you as a guest and i was like absolutely that's awesome Um, see nick i know you think i don't do anything when i'm not here Uh, for the show but there you go you you do a lot you do yo there's the proof Uh, networking is everything (laughs) networking is is everything and so one of the things i don't know if i did share with you but um you know i've been in the industry food and beverage industry more specifically nightclubs and bars and actually own my own nightclub which happened to be a gay nightclub and was a promoter for a couple gay nights in the city of Providence, Springfield, and a few others. So um, I hired drag queens for, once again, lack of a better term, throughout my career as far as 20 years ago as performers. We used to have a really successful lip sync night. And a local performer That's from the... one pro- of my forte. You like that? Oh, God. I think I can. like it. Ooh. Like I used, I used to lip sync in the mirror as a kid to songs, and I'd never yeah. realized that I could make money on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> see, this is really your, interesting to me. Who's, yeah, your, who's your favorite entertainer, Bella? <laughs> That's a broad question. My my favorite well, singer, entertainer. Let's say. Yeah, singer. I guess right. Ooh, sing, yeah. like it's it's hard to pick the one because I'm I'm actually quite eclectic when it comes to music. Okay. But give me like your top gonna, three. How's that? Top okay, four top, top, or whatever. T- yeah, I'll do a top three. That's uh, that's, that's a little more okay. concise. Um, and in no particular order. Okay. Um, I know this is like probably like the most trite answer, but there's something about Ariana Grande that does something to me. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is yeah. like, whether it be her songs, whatever. She does need to uh, accentuate her words a little bit more. <laughs> but I I love just her, her music. I've watched videos and interviews in her, and she just seems like she'd be a fun girl to hang out with. I can do that. Um, I can. Okay, Ariana yeah. Grande, number like, one. Like or we're not in that order, but first, first to mention, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am a very big Lady Gaga fan. Yes, I've of course. Her in, I've yes. seen her in, co- I've Lady seen her in concert. Love Lady Gaga. Love when her. I tell you, I went to the concert she did, what was it, last year? 
or year before, she performed at City Field in mm-hmm. Queens, mm-hmm. which is like near and dear to my heart. I grew up a Mets fan. Uh, so I remember when it was Shea Stadium. Oh, wow. Uh, and um, I saw her in concert and it started raining. And Lady Gaga came out and played on a grand piano in the rain. Wow. And it 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 was an experience that I will never forget. Yeah. Like she's an artist that artists is, i feel like artists is too like low and she's yeah. sensational she's i all around. love she's just everything yeah. see my um, thought is her. when you're making that kind of money you better get your ass out there and sing in the rain <laughs> that's my <laughs> opinion i mean look at but no, this it, she was it she was enjoying it like she was like and with the, with the lights you could see the raindrops bouncing yeah. off the piano yeah. and her with the light it was incredible um, I mean, what's this then, about performers in the rain? I mean, Deanna Ross, all of a sudden, she that's her big thing when she yeah, did her performance in the rain. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift Jesus Gillette. Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for success, I guess. Sorry, I'm kind of a negative kind of. Oh, wait, angry, am I a success? Because I've, I've absolutely performed in the rain before. <laughs> I have absolutely performed in the rain. Um, and then my third, um, mostly because I uh, grew up with her. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, so she was very popular in my house. Uh, my Puerto Rican queen is J-Lo. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. See, of course. I would have not bet in a million years you were Puerto Rican. Now, granted, I've not, I only saw you out of costume. Is that the right word I'd use? Is it costume? Uh, yeah. uh, costume, co- costume, okay. drag, drag, character. Okay. Out, out, of char- out of character, I think I'd, I'm more I comfortable think, saying. Yeah, I think that's right. And I... And I must tell you, I was a little uncomfortable during that conversation from start to finish. Well, I wasn't a little. I was. With Bella? Yes. Why? Okay. Why? Because I met you New York City, yeah. Upper East Side, okay. kind of a celebrity event or celebrity at least. You know, it was, it was pretty yeah, cool. It was, it was, it was pretty was, big. Yeah. In full costume, mm-hmm. performing like you wouldn't believe. Right. <laughs> and, well, my first time I was surprised was when we chatted at the bar, because I just thought you'd kind of be flippant and sort of go, you know, give me the time of day. And you were so engaging and warm and welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciated that, which led to this. But um, you were coming back from Provincetown, which I'd like to chat about with you a little bit. And yeah. you were with your was it with boyfriend or your husband? Yes. Or? Uh, no, no. Uh, my, 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 uh, husband? boyfriend husband, boyfriend okay boyfriend. how long have you been together uh we met in february okay. of this year nice. so i would say like in the grand scheme of things relatively new but uh we know each other decently now at least enough to travel together successfully <laughs> is he better looking than me because i didn't see uh, him in the frame i mean I, i'm i'm biased because i think answer. he's like the hottest guy Good ever answer. but uh, That's you are to say i will say i will say that day at the bar one of the reasons i did engage with you i was just like oh he's intelligent He's uh, well spoken and he's nice to look at. All See, right. I, I like, would have said you felt sorry for him, Bella. See, That's Nick, what said. I was going to say, Nick, I think you should li- listen up, buddy. All right. I mean, honestly, the other, the other, I, I always, I think also as a drag queen, I look at people the, the way that they dress, the choices that they choose in, like the fashion, because I think that what you wear in your Continue. body is. Continue. An expression of yourself, and you looked quite dapper. Like wow. I, like I was like, oh, I like what you're wearing Thank too. You. Like. I respect someone who dresses themselves like they respect themselves. Well, thank you, know? you. you thank still you. got it, Dino. Thank you, buddy. So, uh, and here's why I was uncomfortable. That it was my discomfort, right? Mine, so I own this. Was seeing you as a character bigger than life. You know, as a, you're really engaged right now. You're quippy. You're on point, right? Um, which is part of the character, I would imagine. Um, you kind, you were not stoic. That's not the word I'm looking for. You were reserved, kind of quiet, pensive. You were not very engaging, not in a bad way. You seemed, you seemed quiet a little bit insecure and just kind of, I maybe thought you were awkward, which then I felt awkward. It was, it was hard to to kind of draw out you. I felt like it was from my end. Well, am I mistaken about that or what? Um, Honestly, like way to read me. Uh, Hello. <laughs> but um no, honestly in that in that situation like <laughs> there were a lot it was a high caliber event like Carson Presley was yeah. there there were a lot of people that were there photographers lighting the space itself was beautiful. Yes, it was. And it was I will say a humbling experience to be able to perform 
um, in that venue right. so much so that I actually like had a conversation with Carson afterwards and he was actually very encouraging me and literally was just like, you need to apply for drag race. Yeah. And I think it was just a moment of like, Wow. Like, so I wouldn't say insecure. Yeah. I was respecting the caliber mm. of the event that I was at. Yeah. Um, and whenever I'm in those situations, it's, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. And so I don't want to be the one that's like looking to get the attention or looking to talk to everybody. And, you know, sometimes you just let yourself speak for yourself yeah. and you approached me and Hey, it worked. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I guess here's, here's what I'm getting at ultimately. I, I've hired com some comedians in the past because I used to work with a comedy club. And uh, I find that a lot of them are more comfortable on stage than they are in their own skin. I mean, they, they seem to step into this character and they can be whoever and whatever they are. I found this true of actors, too. Mm -hmm. Some of the best actors can seem a little awkward or uncomfortable or difficult to engage fluidly yeah. when they're not on stage. And, um, um, and I, I definitely, I would definitely resonate that a bit. Okay. Um, so, um, outside of drag, I'm not the most like super outgoing. Yeah. Yes, I'm social. Yes, I'm friendly. Um, but drag kind of gives a way to be outside of yourself okay. and give you that, that open to talk to people, that willingness to be a little bit more confident, be a little mm -hmm. bit more outspoken. Um, but even so, you know, we're all human and we have these moments because, you know, under all this is still, you know, my my boy self. Yeah. And I I definitely especially just talking about that particular event. Yeah. Um, it was it was uh, I'm not going to say overwhelming, but it was definitely a moment of just like, wow, this is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I was not only honored to be there and flattered that I was invited to perform. Um, I also really like people watching. Mm -hmm. And so in those situations, sometimes I just like get a little cocktail, stand over the <laughs> side and I just watch, <laughs> I watch and I eavesdrop and yeah. I'm just like, Hmm, what's going on over there? What's going on over there? And you know, that's kind of how I find the people that I know that if I approach them to talk to them, we would get along. Um, so, uh, one of my favorite, uh, topics ever is sociology. So I enjoy the <laughs> study figure. of human behavior. Awesome. It's the study of human behavior. So part of that is observing yeah. human yeah. behavior. Yep. And I find it, and I, I could, I could people watch it at an event all day. And like, I know that sounds a little creepy, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> um, so I, I, think, I, think you caught, I think, I think you like caught me in one of my like people watching moments. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, thanks for clarifying that. Um, but, I mean, you're gentlemanly, and of course, you know, I appreciated the time that you did spend with me, as we appreciate today. But I mentioned where we met because this show, really, we're talking about hospitality. So one might ask, you know, what does a drag queen have to do with hospitality? Right. And I, I associate the two uh, with, well, when I'm one, performing, which is in front of people. And mm -hmm. often all my exposures have been to performing in a nightclub or a food Invent food or drink venue, venue, right? Think drag, Brunches, drag brunch, right? Right. Pretty. That's pretty much known throughout. I mean, mm -hmm. most of even normal America yep. know they've heard of a drag brunch before. Think that's about one of the, the ways I pay my bills, right? <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about that. But like the birdcage, that backdrop was they own yeah. a club in Miami, right? So often there, I think La Caja Fall didn't that take place in a. In a, yep. with a club backdrop so that's the association mm -hmm. here with hospitality right. and with food and beverage hence what started this conversation I would say in the first place not a, maybe an untraditional form of connecting the two i don't know no, right I, not un I, untraditional I, I, maybe un um unconventional well, I, think, I think a lot of i think a lot of people don't realize the amount of hospitality that goes into Please drag tell, absolutely they're just, about. They're just yeah. i mean people are just trying to figure out drag period yes, and right. a exactly. lot of people don't know all of the immense things that goes into being a successful drag performer right. Tell us. Um, and hus and hospitality is at the top of the list because you as a drag performer yes there are some times where you're just the performer you're doing that but like take for example drag brunch yeah so i um along with my drag sister out here in long island labelle we have the longest running uh regular drag brunch on long island 
And one of the reasons we do that is because we engage the crowd. We make them feel welcome. We make them feel safe. We make them feel supported and heard. One of the things that we do before every brunch is that when everyone is seated and as people are doing orders, because we tend to start the show after people start getting their food. So we're not like running into waiters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, You know, we'll go around to each and every table and say, hi, how are you? Learn their names. Are they celebrating anything? Thank you for coming. Is this your first drag show? And so like, there is a huge amount of hospitality that goes into a successful long running drag career, because if people don't show up for your gigs, you don't have a career. Yeah. That, you know, and listen to what just happened, Nick. Here we have somebody that's probably been marginalized, right? Has been uh, subject to, you know, hostility or abuse, maybe. And I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth here, but I'm thinking, and have been unwelcomed by mainstream America, probably in some places. And here you are going out of your way to make, I would guess, even those people feel comfortable. I mean, it, isn't well, that and, the reverse? And you're- no, you're completely yeah. correct because um, just a little bit about me. I grew up in a super conservative family. Yeah. I grew up Pentecostal. Um, Praise the Lord! It, <laughs> I just, I just did, I just did an event in a church this past Sunday no after on Long Island. Oh. Literally, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, but ever since I was younger, and like I was, you know, the different kid mm-hmm. growing up. <laughs> And I never really knew what it was because I wasn't allowed to explore what it was. We never talked about gay. We never talked about cross-dressing. We never talked about, you know, seeing yourself. And, you know, I never had that opportunity to really explore it. And then when I did come out, I was I was kicked out of my home at 19. Come on. Um, see the- I was, you know, you know and... Even now, so um, one of the things I do with my drag, I am a huge uh, advocate and storyteller for Drag Story Hour. Are you familiar? Are we familiar? I mean, this is one of the hot topics in the Republican Party and uh, right. kind of in socially what's going on. So I'd really love for you to go there where so, appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been I've been with Drag Story Hour for six years now. I started with the New York City chapter and now I'm the organizer of the Long Island chapter. Um, and when I tell you the amount of backlash and red tape and just overall bigotry that I have faced to the point where I'm getting death threats to my Instagram, the libraries where I'm reading for kids are getting bomb threats. Wow. Like it is well, it's it's beca- insane. Well, it's because you're out there trying to recruit our children, aren't you? <laughs> recruit is the yeah, right. No, my my favorite term is no, groomer. groomer. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, them. I'm a groomer. And yeah. I was like, gr- I was like, grow up in a Pentecostal religious upbringing <laughs> yeah, and tell me yeah. what groomer means. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, Bella, um, let me, let me ask you a yeah. question. Why? Why do you? I mean, why are people so ignorant? I, I don't know. Is it ignorance? Is it hatred? Is it? Yeah. What are the themes? What are you like, why, them why do you think people aren't so accepting? The I don't unfortunately, know. and 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 I say this, I say this with caution, because it's. It is a huge reason, but that does it's not in totality. A huge reason is the religion that America has mm-hmm. been taught. The religion that most of America thinks is real. Mm-hmm. And as someone who grew up in that, I feel like I can speak on that because I was literally there. And when when I tell you that growing up, I knew the worst thing that I could ever do was be gay. Yeah. Wow. Like I've heard, I've heard stories where people would like, I'd rather my kid be a drug addict or get cancer than be gay. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. See, for me, it was like, don't over, if I overcooked the pasta, that was like the worst thing I could do. You know what I'm saying? It was so, so completely different, but I I would imagine that pressure from that. But this, this mindset, and it doesn't just affect our social structure. It affects our political structure and the, the politicians who are influenced by not only their own beliefs, but by their constituents' beliefs yeah. are in charge of making these rules based on these religious beliefs that are actually bigotous. And it's it's not fair. It's not right. I am not against religion. I literally just did a drag story hour 
mm-hmm. at a church out here in Long Island in Huntington. Um, mm, nice area. It's the unit. It's the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of yeah. Huntington that partnered with Huntington Pride, and they were doing a celebration on Sunday for National Coming Out Day, which mm. is literally today. Hello, oh, um, Nick. Nick, awesome. it's time. Yes, it's time. Yes. Hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who can't see, I'm blushing. Yeah. Um, but yes, today okay. is national. Today is National Coming Out Day. So how about um, we do so that? Okay, did... Good. What? Well, well, I, you, I want you to walk us through for this for a drag story hour when you walk in. The oh, time you for open sure. The door, so, yes, so, go ahead. so um, drag story hour is a, for those who, who don't know, drag story hour is actually a government funded program, um, at least oh. in New York City. Um, and we go into schools, libraries, um, and other artistic and creative spaces, and we read books. And not just like, you know, like Dr. Seuss or, you know, stuff like that. We read books that inspire. We read books that encourage kids to be themselves. We encourage uh, books that uh, promote love and kindness to the world. Like, literally, one of the books I read on Sunday was called Love the World by Tom Parr, Todd Parr. And one of my favorite books, it's such a simple book, but like a message that like the world needs to be reminded of, especially in today's age. Right. Um, so, for example, so for Sunday, um, I show up about half hour before the reading is I literally read in their sanctuary. Like wow. I was right in front of the pulpit. It was wild. It was wild. You didn't burst um, the just, just, just in, just in <laughs> my brain of like growing up in the church, I was like, okay. And um, met with the reverend. And like went through a thing. We were like taking pictures. They were so happy I was there. And so I show up a little bit uh, about half hour early, make sure this, the, the seat is there, microphone sound. Um, I also bring uh, a craft with me after mm. uh, the reading for like the kids and the adults to do because Drag Story Hour is not just for kids. It is absolutely for adults as well. Mm. Um, in fact, I've done multiple uh, Drag Story Hours for senior centers and they love Aww. it. Um, what a and, uh, you know, and I, I do about three books. Um, in between one, I'll do uh, a little movement activity or game. Um, I play a game called Bella Says, uh, which is like Simon Says, but better. Uh, <laughs> and, and, um, and then I'll do another book. And then usually I do like a Q&A for anyone who wants to ask a question. It could be about me. It could be about the books. It could be about drag. It could be about drag story hour. Um, and I get some like really interesting questions and just to speak on that because yeah. I've been interviewed a lot when it comes to drag story hour and there yeah. so many people are like concerned with the kids and like, oh, you're going to confuse them. You're going to do whatever. And they're well, like, confuse what's them with the what? top? Confuse them with what? Right, exactly. And no, it's just I really like, want to what, know. It, what, what do they think they're like, going to confuse them with? Well, so I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. Yeah. Um, and they ask like, what's the most common question that you're asked? And I was like, literally the most common question I asked is if my hair is real, Mm. like literally that's the most common question. Cause Mm. they don't, they don't see me as like a gendered queer person. They literally see a Disney princess. Uh Like if any other cisgender woman were to come in dressed as like Ariel or Belle or Cinderella, that response is the same. And especially me that I do adopt the mermaid uh, personality it's even like extra and the amount of fun that I get to have with kids. I even, I've done multiple kids birthday parties in like a full tale. Wow. Um, <laughs> like showing up as like full mermaid fantasy. And it's like, it's there to encourage these kids that don't know about this, that like, no, you literally can become anything you want. I've loved mermaids and the little mermaid since I was a child. Like I wanted to grow my hair long so I could do that iconic aerial hair flip when she like surfaces as a human for the first time. So drag has given me the ability to actually like be the mermaid character that I've always wanted. And one of the stories that I hold near and dear to my heart, um, when it was one of my first story hours when I was starting and I did a reading at this uh, place called Supermoon Art Space in Brooklyn. And it was great. Showed up in like, mermaid character and there was this little uh black boy in the front and he was so engaged and just so in there and you can tell like he loved dressing up and it Mm -hmm. was very like androgynous yeah and went through the reading started with the craft and that's usually another time with the craft where the parents will come up and either like talk to me or say something to me and his mother came up to me and was just like i have to thank you so much for doing this he's always loved dressing up he's always been super creative he's always liked things that other people said a little boy should not like and i don't want to hamper that i want to encourage that but there isn't programming available for kids in that spectrum 
And bringing him here to this, he literally just came up and told me, Mommy, I know what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be a mermaid drag queen. Oh, did and you want to slap him and say that's my job? Forget it. I've got <laughs> no, I want, an, I want an entire school of mermaid drag queens. <laughs> I will be Queen Triton. Now, uh, see, like- now, now one might argue, what one might say, and I'm going to tell you the thought and cross my mind. Well, isn't that encouraging kids to, you know, become drag queens, which, which if not at all, I mean, this is just somebody that it just gave them a well, platform another, or an opportunity, right, right to say, another to say, word, oh. another word for a drag yeah. queen is an artist. Mm-hmm. There you go. Drag, drag, literally, mm-hmm. one of the reasons I love drag so much, because I was always a creative kid, drag encompasses just about every piece of artistry you can think of as far as comes making a career out of it, Break whether down. it be painting, yep. music, singing, dancing, costume design, hair yep. design, right. um, hospitality, people right. skills, yeah. um, confidence, uh, the ability to get on a stage and perform. Wow. It literally encompasses every sort of artistic career you can into one segment where you know, and maybe, you know, obnoxiously so it's just like we are the ultimate artist because we're not boxed into one type of art. Yeah. Art is literally what makes up drag. It is the highest art form, in my opinion. Yeah. Well put. Right. So I had mentioned earlier, like the sort of the markers along history that I think the straight community in the mainstream knows, right? The Kaja Fall, right. Birdcage, right? Drag Brunch. What was the what was the other one was well those are the sort of drag story time yes uh, uh, well uh the uh drag brunch i said and then now it's the negative story time but um i guess what i'm trying to get at is are those poor representations necessarily for the mainstream to be absolutely not absolutely not because one of the things that uh, one of the arguments that I face is it's like, oh, no, drag is for adults. The number of times that I've been compared to a stripper. And I, I know I look like I could be. One, I know. But, you know, right? <laughs> really? right? see, I don't Hello. see that. The number of times that I've been compared to or called a stripper. Right. And it's like and you mm. know, what? and that is its own. That is its it, own form of work. And right. like I, I've been I've been to strip clubs. I've seen them mm-hmm. both so boys I. and girls mm-hmm. and people who are in miss uh, who are like in the middle of the gender spectrum yeah. doing these amazing feats of acrobatics and balance and stuff like that. And it's like, why are you so afraid of like mm-hmm. doing that? And I will say, yes, yeah, stripping is an adult entertainment art yes. form. Mm-hmm. However, I think drag is unfairly thought of as just an adult art form. And yes, much of drag is very adult. But much like art, specifically movies, you can have an NC-17 or rated X movie, or you can have a rated G movie. It's all Mm. about how you do it. The medium is the same. It's about what you present that makes it inappropriate or not for families and children. And there are drag that is not appropriate for children, but there's plenty of drag that is great for children and families. And I just like the whole outlawing drag ban. It's just like, it's like trying to outlaw R rated movies because you're scared that kids are going to see them and get affected. And it was just like, well, that's not a thing. There are placeholds there to make sure that kids get the entertainment that is age appropriate. And the same is true with drag. Well, I mean, um, it's good sum, summation, right? right yeah. Well, while we're on it, let me ask you, what was your favorite drag movie while we're on the subject? Because I know there's some other mainstream ones that have come out that I didn't mention. Your favorite drag um, movie? Drag my movie? favorite drag movie is yeah. Tu Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu remember that one, is Nick? my no. favorite Brian? drag movie. And honestly, not because I love the story. I love the actors in it. I love yep. me some Patrick Swayze, Stalker Channing. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. But what <clears> was... <throat> interesting about that movie is that it shows that drag can literally bring a community together Mm -hmm. and show them things that they didn't think that they were capable of and then in turn that community realizes the level and joy that that art form brings and then in turn defend them back when they come to like collect them or when when the sheriff comes and is just like i know there's drag queens in here blah 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 and they're all just like uh, no, you need to get out of here. Yeah. It is such a beautiful thing that I wish more modern people did. And there has been a a really, really awesome kind of wave of support coming from outside of the queer community. So okay. as I said with Drag Story Hour, 
another one that I will never forget um, in Jackson Heights of all places, Jackson mm-hmm, Heights, yeah. Queens, which I per- I actually lived in Jackson Heights in college. And it is this ethnic mecca of literally everybody. Mm. And I loved it. Like it all right. um, there was a there was a there was a uh, there was a story hour happening in uh, at the Jackson Heights Public Library. And there was this organized protest by who? The Proud Boys. Oh, wow. So, yes. And so, Drag Story Hour organized a counter protest. And it wasn't much of a protest as it was a celebration. Mm -hmm. So, picture it. It was the the block of the, 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 it was a block in Jackson Heights. The library is on one side. And on that block, we had people from all walks of life, queer, heterosexual, non-binary, adults, children, educators, um, uh, just everyone you could think of that was either part of the community or an ally there trying to keep everything going and safe. We had music, we had, we had snacks, we had dance stuff. In fact, the library, it was so well attended, the library itself reading reached capacity for safety reasons. And there were wow. still families outside that wanted to get in. And I was asked to do an impromptu drag story hour reading on the street for the families that didn't get to go in. Wow. And so it was an amazing thing. But then there's the block and then there's a barricade. There's a police line. And then on the other side of the block are Proud Boys. And I kid you not literal neo-nazis mm, yeah yeah a- again if i was not there myself and someone yeah. told this to me i would have not believed it hey listen i, I not bet you it. held I was your like, own... in jackson heights yeah i bet was, you held yourself yes fine though i mean let's go back to the stonewall oh, we did, days. And that who, was... who the hell stood up to be counted in the stonewall days and correct this, right? it, was, it was the tr- it was transgender women and drag right. queens it was like because, and I feel like, especially, and I don't want to speak on, too much on transgender issues because right. I don't identify as transgender, okay, that's but it. I know a lot of people who are transgender as well as drag performers that are transgender. Yeah. And because <sighs> we have gone through so much of the bigotry and the hatred yeah. and the you don't belong here, we are that much more powerful when we do find a space, when we do find a community that accepts and loves us to protect it. Yep. and. Make sure that everyone knows that, like, no, the people that are doing that are evil and are bigots and have no care. They're, they was like, oh, save the children. No, 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 no. You would not be saying save the children with a SWAT sticker armband on. Right. Sorry, that does not compute. Yeah. So nope, let's, let's do this. Yeah, let me ask you this. Give me a couple do's and don'ts. Okay, for straight guys, for example, when you're out in the club and you're performing things that, or, 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 or guests in general, things you do do with a drag queen and things you don't uh-huh. do with a drag queen. All right. How about I do three and three? Okay, three I and like three. the threes today. Yep. So the three do's do ask their pronouns. Mm. Oh, nice. Always. That is honestly the best way that someone who doesn't identify as queer yep. can immediately show that they're respectful Oh, cool. and that they're there, yeah, they're there that for them. Morning. Like I literally yep. ask their, if, if you don't know them, ask their pronouns. Got that it. is a so that very, very good way. Yep. Not at all. Not okay. at all. In it's fact, number one. it actually it actually makes the performer feel safer. The fact that you went out of your way okay. to ask, Good. how would okay. you like to, what do you identify with, whatever, because you know that, oh, they're on my side. They actually want to know. Gotcha. I, just, I, just uh, say, number, I just say fabulous. And it always gets me by. It's fine. Fabulous yeah. is the pronoun. Next, number, number two. two do tip your tip. drag performers. Tip. Yep. Okay. Tip your drag performers. We are up there twirling and stuff like that and hair four pairs of tights high yeah. heels corsets fake tits yeah pounds of makeup <laughs> on and it's yeah. so yes you it see a performer tip yeah. them i mean you give them a dollar it. give them a yeah. five you make sure that they feel appreciated and then number three do stand up if you see something, it's yeah. like that old New York City subway. If you see something, say something. Okay. Because wow, okay. one of the biggest reasons why all of this bigotry and violence is allowed to continue is yeah. because people don't say anything. And it's one thing with people in an opposite community are pressing back. But if someone in their own community says, hey, that's not cool. Um, that's not wrong. They're more likely to listen because it's like, oh, wait, this is someone who identifies the same way I do. And they're saying this is wrong. We can shout from the heavens that it's wrong all day. If they don't agree with what we're doing. They're not going to listen to us. But if you are in that community and you see something 
and you say, say something about it, they are more likely to listen. Gotcha. Hey, back to the sort of hospitality and food and beverage kind of end of things. What's happening in the club scene that you're seeing these days? Lounges, clubs, what are the trends? What's popular? I mean, What's happening in New York? What's happening in Long Island? Unfortunately, the club scene is dying. I know. And it's really, really sad to see like there was such heydays and uh, yeah. even ones that I didn't experience. I just I, I love hearing the stories about when like not just the gay clubs, the club scene in general yeah. and nightlife was just like bop, 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 you know, and unfortunately, I'm just going to speak for New York City. Yeah, it's almost financially impossible to have a club. Just because of the rent with, and the overhead. Rent, and... money, red tape, and things like that. Just the location alone. And so, yes, thankfully, there is still a vibrant nightlife in New York yeah. City. But, you know, it's 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 dwindling. Mm-hmm. And out here in Long Island, and I'll speak specifically for Long Island, as yep. someone I've, I've only lived in Long Island for six years. Um, but apparently, there was a huge club scene out here especially a gay mm-hmm. one and i hear stuff um there used to be a, a massive one called the bunkhouse there was a massive one called thunders and just like not just for gay people but like the drag queen scene was like everything and it's just not here anymore and so one of the things that i've done is i take drag to venues that you wouldn't normally think to find drag mm-hmm. like, like restaurants yeah. hair yep. salons coffee shops mm-hmm. you know things like that where these business owners because let's face it right now every business owner especially small business owners are struggling to keep their businesses afloat mm-hmm. so they're looking for different pulls yeah. to get yeah. people to come in um, and support their business and drag with the rise of drag and pop culture in the past decade or so and now we're like you know, drag queens can be superstars, literally, if you're not, even if you're not RuPaul, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking for different types of entertainment. And for the heterosexual community, drag is kind of new for them, yeah. even though it's been around forever. It's it's new for them now that they've developed an appreciation and a respect and an admiration for it. The number of straight women that come up to me was just like, oh, my God, I would love for you to do my makeup. How do you get your eyelashes like that? Teach me how to contour. So, like, there's there's a respect for it now. And drag is now in spaces where you wouldn't normally find them. And that's been a big purveyor of the continuation of the drag scene, both in New York City and in Long Island. I'm just for New York because I'm a New Yorker. Right. but it's it's uh, it is a struggle as someone who grew up uh, in especially in drag in the nightlife scene and seeing this place close and this place get a new owner and this place get mm-hmm. renovated and now they're not a great club anymore mm-hmm. and you know it's it's I try not to be disheartened by it because I look I always try to find the silver linings. They're just like okay, well that just gives me space to bring drag to a place that's never had drag before. Right, got you. Well, I'm glad you brought that topic up a little bit because I, I, I'm known as the research guy here. I'm known as the nerd by Dean. Yeah, is that why you have the glasses yes. on? I do. Actually, they're not. Pers- <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, I, one of the in, most interesting pieces of, of information that I found data is that drag brunches have increased over 130% in the past five years. Wow. When I tell you drag brunch is like a – I want to. I would probably say – a third of the gigs that I regularly do are drag brunches. I'm not kidding. Um, And it it speaks to the, what I just said before, bringing drag into spaces Mm -hmm. that normally don't have them. And like, yeah, you could do a brunch and try to get Mm -hmm. people to come in. Or you could do a drag brunch and you know, people will show up for that. You know, it's it's become even like one of the, one of the most uh, popular brunches in New York city right now is literally happens at Macy's. Really? Wow. You know? Imagine oh my that. gosh, yes. There is a regular drag brunch at Macy's. Um uh a, a friend and uh she's also been on drag race, Shiva yeah. Kane. Um she started a drag brunch at Macy's and it's been going oh. they always have like themes and stuff like that and I have not been to one, yeah. but I've heard they're wildly successful. Can we go together so, like, these- next time I'm in New York? I would love Come that. On, Let's really? go. Yeah. Right, I would deal. love that. Okay, so I'm serious. You I'm going to call what? you. We're going to go, Actually, right? let me, let, okay. yes, let me know. And I'll, okay. I'm going to hit up Sugar. I'll be like, I will bring people. <laughs> I'm going to book, book me for this brunch. I'll <laughs> make right. sure that it's well attended. Thank you. But no, that would be that would be so okay. much fun. But Deal. Yeah, drag, drag brunch is a huge huge like yeah. draw. And it's it's an everybody welcome space. Of course. You know, where it's like. You could be anyone to come to drag brunch. I've had kids at my drag brunches. And I will say, if there's ever kids at a drag brunch, 
you know, of course they're welcome, but I do give the <laughs> uh, the precursor that this is like a, yeah, this is like a PG thirteen right, kind right. of almost like our experience, and some parents are fine with it. Right. I I had this one family, it was a single mother and two daughters, who would like follow me around to my drag brunches, and Stalkers. they were completely fine with like the adult, and of course you don't you know don't go over the top especially if you have kids in the audience, but like, you know, like dropping an F-bomb or, mm. you know, doing, doing, <laughs> doing a adult, you know, or like, or like doing a, you know, Lil Nas X song, which all the kids right. are listening to. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, um, cool. but you know, it's one of the things you have to be aware of sometimes, but again, a drag brunch is mostly an adult event mm-hmm. and there are events to take your kids to that, in, in, in uh, you know, encompass drag, Noted. but you know, and at the end of the day, it's up to the parent. Yeah, that's sure right. Parents are parents. Of course. You know, if a parent wants to take their kid to a drag brunch, that's not the drag queen's fault. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I'm just curious, Bella. So hospitality is seen as an inclusive industry, right? And um, are you seeing inclusivity growing as you continue to grow your career? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and I will use Long Island as an example because Long Island is, you know, known for being mostly conservative and very, like, you know, for lack of a better term, Caucasian. Yeah. Um, and the response that I've gotten in these last number of years out here, especially not just from the community, but from like parents and restaurant and bar owners, where they had no, I like a lot of the times they are just wanting to bring him in. I was like, oh, let's try this. Let's try a drag brunch and let's see how it goes. And I've had so many owners come to me. I was like, not only did we make a ton of money, money yeah. but I had a good time watching yeah. it. Like that was a lot of fun. When can we book you next? You uh-huh. know? And so it's, there's so many people out there that have never, um, exposed themselves to drag. And one of my, one of my, cause I do my little like drag rule spiel, uh, before every show. And one of the things I always ask is, is like, has anyone here never been to a drag show? Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, I want to say 98% of the time, there's at least three people that raise their hands. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, don't worry. I'm very good with virgins. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love hey, it. Last question about that. And then we've got to move on because we, we have a, a game we want to play with you. Okay. Uh, is Should I be concerned from a food handler's point of view at drag brunch with all that hair you've got on and the food that's traveling through and getting served to my table by chance any food safety issues there (laughs) i will i will say that drag brunches do have uh, a few occupational hazards (laughs) um but uh but you know and and even as i said before you know like we like people to like get their food and stuff out and have that like dining experience Um, before like you get into the meat of the show and that's yeah. why we go around and say hi to the tables as the food's coming out and yeah. stuff like that um because the other top of that is we want people to pay attention yeah. you know and like you know it's hard to tip someone with like bacon in your mouth you know of course uh, right? uh, <laughs> i said that's not have a problem with that but with <laughs> the, i know right so some I, people are some <laughs> people are bad at multitasking i don't true, know can't really so we want to thank you for coming on, sharing your story. I mean, yeah. it, it went a little, you know, it, it, it was an educational process for I me more say, than it was. Bella, it, like, maybe entertain, not that you weren't entertaining, but it was, it, it, I have a lot of takeaways here, Nick. What about oh, you? So do I. I, I. First of all, I got to thank you, Bella, for being here, uh, part of the show, part of the podcast, but also for the amount of eye-opening information that yeah. you provided. Um. And, and just educating me on a lot of things that uh, I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. And like, it, and that's the thing. It's like, I, I try to turn anything into like a teaching moment yes. and like all that's required for a teaching moment is someone willing to learn. Absolutely. So thank you for having an open mind and being willing to learn about it. Cause that's, it, it, it takes two. Cause I can scream from the mountaintops all I want about all the things that you should do, but it takes someone to actually listen and retain the information and realize, Oh no, I can see what they're saying for it to make a change. So you're just as much as part of that process as I am. That's excellent. Thank yeah, you. I would hug that's you right awesome. now if I, I could. That's so, that's so awesome. Ah, thank you. Well, I'll see you next. I deserve <laughs> and a big kiss hug. kiss you and give you a massage. Just kidding. Just kidding. Come on. Hey, don't look at me that Come on. Um, I know. Happily married. Don't roll your eyes at me. All right. Hey, do you want to play a game? I do. Okay. I love games. All right. So it's a trivia game we play. It's called Foodie Fight. Have you heard of it? I have not. Okay. So it's kind of a, a cerebral kind of academic man or woman's or drag queens 
in this, in this occasions, um, kind of uh, food candy. So some of the challenges, of course, this might be challenges, but let's do the best out of like five. How's that? So it's, it, it could be open-ended, it could be true or false, but it's a trivia question. First person to jump in, get it right, wins the round. Okay. So what is it? It's me against okay. Bella. Well, I, no, I love, I love that I'm, no, yeah. I love that I'm with like all three of us are very capable of interrupting people. So this is going to be good. So you have listened to our podcasts. Uh, hello. I do. I always do my, my research as well. Hey, okay. you said you listen to some uh, of the podcasts. Which were your favorites by chance? Just, just, uh, or, or, or maybe not. Her on the spot. I know. Right? Yeah. Before we start the game, yeah. I'll yeah. gas you up a little okay. bit. So you're nice right. to me. Thank you. Honestly, the, the one, the one that stood out to me the most um, was when you had. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting their name at the moment, so please apologize yep. if you're listening to this. Um, there was there was a, a guy who uh, not only was a cannabis business owner, he was teaching uh, academic courses mm. on running a cannabis business. Yep. And Magnus. as a yep. as a recreational cannabis enthusiast myself, <laughs> I not only was drawn to the science behind the business as well as the history of like cannabis but also i learned a lot and one of my favorite things was the way he compared the growth of the cannabis industry and people learning about it to the way of learning about alcohol and prohibitions right. like the way that wine yeah. the way that wine is served 10 years ago is not that way that it is now because there's so many different factors and like what are you doing with it what are you pairing with it what are yeah. the effects that you yeah. want whereas it's like no it's not someone just smoking a joint in a corner like right. there are I think a lot of benefits bong, bong hits it's not like your grandmother's gonna be doing yeah bong right the grandmother doing the bonnet right? I, I actually audibly cackled at that part That's a good I one, audibly right? cackled but it's funny because my mom also line. started my mom <laughs> also started smoking weed so I just like <laughs> oh, thought wow. that because again she has well she has rheumatoid arthritis well there you go um and so it was a lot for health reasons. And now mm. her and her and I smoke weed together. Now it's oh, so uh, yeah, for the record, <laughs> for the record, that was a season three, episode two. That was yeah. uh, cannabis entrepreneurship. No, and it was season doctor, two, I think. Yeah, it was last season year. Two. Yeah, it's last year. What, where are we? What year is this? What's, yeah. what's today? Look over there. I know. Right? Where are we? What, ah, are, we? what are we doing? I, and like I always say that I was like I was like I was like the, the Ponder replay of Corona, yeah. like mess yeah. everyone's dates and stuff yeah. up. Time means nothing anymore. Yeah. yeah. So no worries. Okay. So uh, yeah, that was the Warlord, Magnus. No. But Nick, no, the Overlord. The Overlord. And we should the mention overlord, the Overlord, which I also, which I also, because I'm a huge nerd and I play video games like World of Warcraft. And yeah. 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 Of overlord. So yeah. I'm like here for it. And I should mention. Uh, Next week on the broadcast, we have Dr. Bud. Oh, Dr. Bud's coming in. All right, shall we get started? Yes, Lavin, let's Lavin, play. Surprisingly quiet today. Jump your ass in yeah, here, well, would you please? There hasn't been a space. Well, there's a, what's that right there? Is that a microphone I see that's available? <laughs> yes, get, it is. I'll get in on that. Hello. Hang on. Jeez, it's like my husband. <laughs> there, but just not present. God. <laughs> And some, sometimes that's important too. We, all, we love we love a little silent support sometimes. <laughs> Someone needs to be the voice of reason out here. See there, you're being curious <laughs> and lovely, and I'm being a mean, angry, like as always. Here. I appreciate you, Bella. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. So, welcome to Foodie Fight. Uh, I'll ask the question. Whoever is the first one with the answer, please say it, and I'll let you know if you if you win that round or not. Okay. The what Hebrew toast Jeez. is used to congratulate and send. Best wishes. Musseltoff. Musseltoff? That's a toast, Nick? I don't know. Come on. What How Hebrew toast? Come on. Matzah? Matzah? I don't know. Ooh. I would say chala? Chala bread? Or, ch or is it? No, chala. it's chala. Hey, hey, chala. Yeah. That's what I said. Chala. 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 chala bread? Okay, the answer. The chala bread. What, what I don't you, know. I'm probably saying <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're in New York. Come on. You're in New York. Dude, I took people. it the wrong way. Yeah, I felt like he took toast it as meaning toast. like Pay attention. Cheers. Wake chala. up. Slap your right. Chala bread. I was going to say Ezekiel bread, but. The correct answer is Mazel Tov. Toast at once toast. See? Nick, I got to watch it with you, dude. You did. I don't know if I'm just hungry. I was thinking of like toast, like bread. Retail. Retail. Yes. 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 I totally was. Okay. I blame you, Dean. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Busy restaurants are happy to seat a guest who arrives early to hold the table for those party members arriving later. Is that true or false? True or false? False. 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 Yeah, oh, right. False. Absolutely. False. Right. Bella. 
Get out. Absolutely stop. false. Yeah, Absolutely. Take it up space. Move your ass right along, please. Sit at the bar and buy a drink. That's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. That's Keep the, the proper thing to do, in. right? Yeah. If you, if, if oh, you can wait at the bar the when your party if arrives. Right. We'll seat you. Hello. Like, uh-huh. All right. What's your favorite cocktail? Bella? What's your favorite cocktail? Oh, that was to me. Yeah. yeah favorite yeah. cocktail. Just curious. Um, like, a, like a jalapeno margarita. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That sounds good. Yeah. I would just a gallon of Jack. <laughs> oh, that's okay, next question, ladies and gentlemen. What is a male chicken called that has been castrated and, that has been castrated and fattened to twice the size of other young chickens? Dinner. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I'd well, say Bella roaster. Said, Bella said rooster. I, I'm, oh, I'm going to have. She said roaster. I say roaster. She said rooster. You say rooster. Okay, rooster. I, Brian, I, I like roaster in this. Okay, makes... now you're just piggybacking off answers. I know. Brian. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, but I got have it. you ever really arrived today, Brian? Have no, you really I, you arrived. <laughs> How about the calf with laugh? Calf you know, laugh. I, I, I need some really nice to Brian. I need it's some nice Brian. I'm working the controls back here. Listen, he's going point all the time. I don't even know time. what Brian looks like, and I'm okay. Hold on, Brian. ready? Like, Pop hi, in Brian. Come on, <laughs> you get to hear a closer it's, view, Brian. It's a, Come on, it's a tight camera angle. Brian's kind of kind of cute. No, I get it. Yeah. Hey, Be nice to Brian. He doesn't even get any screen time. Exactly. I know. Anyway, okay. What Chinese dim sum cooker? Wait, wait, wait. What was the answer to the other one? Yeah, oh, Capon? Capon? C-A-P-O-N. Capon? 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 Kung Pao? No. C-A-P-O-N. I don't even know what that means. I don't think If you were at your station on the computer, Brian, you'd be able to figure it out. If you didn't make me come over to the microphone, I could have been Googling I don't think you're allowed to ask questions that you can't pronounce. Shame on me. Okay, what Chinese dim sum cooker is... Multi-tiered and traditionally made of baboon. Baboon or bamboo? Bamboo. Bamboo. A, a steam basket. It's a steam basket. I, someone, <laughs> else, someone else asked these questions. Listen, I know. Screen. We just feel sorry for him, Bella. We just let him do his thing. Right? It keeps him happy for the we rest just, of yeah, the day. We just, so, we just feel yeah. sorry for him. I saw a Jane Goodall special last night. It bled into my consciousness today. Uh, pop pop. Oh. Okay, pop pop. I can't answer that uh, question. I know, right? Okay, so let's try one more. Right, Sorry, here we guys. Go. Here we go. Um, I mean, I know the basket. I just don't thank know what you. It's called. Me too. What That's is a how bar- I know it's baboo and not bamboo? <laughs> bamboo. <laughs> what is a bar or small restaurant that serves simple dishes called in France? Oh, I know it. I know it. Like the Latin one is tapas. Yeah, but- tapas? I have to agree with Bella. Tapas, but mm. I don't know if that's. Translate to anybody, French, right? Though, uh, like a, it's like a pedifer or something like that. See, Nick, you never yeah, cease to amaze petite, me and petite disappoint petite. me. Hang on, hang on. Let me think about this. Okay, come on. Hang on. Shall I read it again? Then me. Christ's sakes. What is a bar or small restaurant that serves simple dishes? Yes, it is. Hey, Thank you. there Thank we go. You, bistro. I had to think about the French oh. thing. He runs something called the bistro. He I had to think about the, beast, the, the French part. Yeah, the, the guy that literally runs a bistro. He runs a place right. called the bistro here. <laughs> Jesus. Go figure. All right. Well, I have, to, I have to come visit sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Uh, Maybe we'll have you do story hour yeah, in one of our story classrooms. Story hour at Bistro. Oh, yes, would be a blast. Maybe. Ooh, I drag Bistro brunch. Yes. Ooh. Yes. That'd be cool. That would be yeah. really fun. I'd be open to that. That'd be awesome. Follow through and open to two different things, Nick. Well, you follow through and I'll deal. Done. All right. All right done. Let's make that okay, happen. All right. all right. Hey, thanks everybody for coming. Bella, you rock. Uh, we got a date. You can invite your husband, I guess, or your boyfriend, I guess. It's for Macy's Drag Brunch, so don't we? Yes, we do. Uh, yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. We definitely do. Yeah. I would love to come up to Providence to awesome. the bistro. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, P-Town is one of my favorite places to go. So it's like I'm used to the drive. No, we're in awesome. Providence, not P-Town. No, I know. That's <laughs> you get to get the joke. So, yeah, it's shame on you for not stopping by on the way. Now, you're invited anytime you come through to go to P-Town. I didn't even know. Providence. I was literally, we were literally driving, and All he's right. just like, oh, you just passed by my house. I was I like, know. wait, what? <laughs> so, thanks for coming, everybody, and thanks for listening. As, of course, this is Hospitable with Nick and Dean, part of the Johnson Wheels Hospitality with Podcast Series. Hospital. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You just, you yeah. just butchered that. Buddy. I know. Yeah, I know. Enough. Always. Hey, we're supposed to be relaxed here, right? Okay. Anyway, Brian, kick, kick in the music. Hey, Bella, I'm sure people are wondering and are going to ask, uh, how, how can they follow you or get in touch with you? 
Say they want um, to hire well, you, can, you or just see you. Yes, absolutely. You can follow me on my social media. Not only can you contact and comment, but I post all my events on there. You can follow me at Bella Noche NYC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ooh. I am a social media queen. I love it. So nice. give me a follow. I'll follow you back. And uh, let's be guppies. Hey, are you going to do any clips of us on that? On one of yeah, your Instagrams, maybe? Just follow Bella yeah, we're following you now, too, girl. Oh, well, I will follow you back. I'm a, I'm a mermaid of my word. Okay, well, I'll say, I'll say <laughs> just some clips, it. too, if you want to put something together for you for a post. All right. Hey, yes, thanks Yes, absolutely. Again. Please do. All yeah, right. Thank Bye-bye. you for having me. Bye. Bye.